podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to the Forever Arsenal podcast. As always, people, bright and early Monday morning. We're actually recording this Sunday evening, but it's out Monday morning. So hopefully you have a good week, people. Hit the like button. I know a lot of people do wait for this Monday morning. So if you're watching nice and early, leave a comment. Obviously, comments of the day will be at the end of the show. Hit the like hmm. button. We've got another win to talk about. I say another win in the Premier League. I know Porto aside now, you know, we don't have to worry about that for a couple of weeks. But another healthy win. Four more goals added to the tally. That's 15 in three, 25 in six, I believe, off the top of my head. And we welcome back Jordan Lee, James, as always. Um, what are you man saying? I can't wait for comments of the day, but we'll get we'll get to that a bit later on. Have you yeah. finished? Have you finished? I got, I got or like, did you? Watch yeah, yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I finished it. I finished it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm watching Netflix now. I'm watching the Six Nations. I missed the game yesterday, but oh, it was really good. Like, you know, the Six great Nations. Great game. Great game. Great game. Great game. Italy done well today, by the way, James. What in the Six Nations? Italy done well today. Well, I was watching the Carabao Cup final, and then my dad messaged saying, um, "You got robbed." Saying that we missed a kick or something at the end. Yeah, right. You got, you got robbed. You got robbed. It's all right. The only Italian I needed to make a kick this weekend delivered. So we're all good. <laughs> Great segue. Great segue. Great segue. They are professional away, eh? I know. That was right naturals. 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 <laughs> just naturals. We, we might not get ourselves right in grids and things like that, but we're naturals. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 Lead judge is spending the podcast like this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right, look, put yourself back on a toaster wheel, you like. You know what I mean? like yeah. Live with the win. <laughs> yeah, great. Had a good view of the game. Yeah. You, you know what? You ask Turkish, you ask how I'm doing. I'm doing great. I, this has been a great weekend of football, you know. Mm. It, Blinding you know, weekend, James. Been a great weekend, you know. From, from a, we were talking about it off camera. From like a football purist perspective, like United... They're putting together a little run. Delighted they lost and deserve to lose. None of this last-minute comeback. Maguire scores, you think they're going to do something. And then Awobi Hairland does this thing. <laughs> um, Arsenal. I, I, we all predicted Arsenal to win. And I think a few of us were quiet. We didn't want to say it, but we were feeling like we could batter Newcastle. We battered them. Brilliant. Uh, obviously, that's what we're going to talk about in this whole podcast. Um, City, I know they won. I know they won, but I thought they looked a bit vulnerable, man. I thought mm. they, they didn't look quite at it, but cool, they won. I didn't expect them not to, so whatever. Um, but then the Carabao Cup final, the more I, I went into that game very conflicted, thinking more. I was actually more thinking, what does winning their Carabao Cup do for Chelsea? Like, it's yes, it's a trophy, but really it'll spur Liverpool on. And I don't want that. And as the game went on, I went, nah, in the mud, Chelsea, please. This is what I need. And 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 Liverpool delivered on that front as well. And, and like we were saying, from a purist perspective, it was just great to see that one billion pound squad fall to Liverpool's academy. Um, and I, some people are being a bit, you know, I know Van Dyke, seventy-five million pound goal scorer. I get that, but it was just a good. It was a very good weekend of football. I re- I really enjoyed it this weekend. And another another Halen boy scored this weekend as well. The problem was it was against us. Yeah, I thought he meant Harry Kane. 
Twitter. Sold it from Twitter, that one. Very good. I've, I've got to say, it's coming down from Porto. I think I, was, I might have even been back in the apartment. And those three twats, and I'm going to call them twats. Wow. Adam McCola, Rory Jennings. Oh, those three. Yeah, yeah. And Boothby, right? They were going mad, having a, having a fest off. I'm going to say that word, fest off. Right. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, I think well, I, I don't really want to say the word. I think I know what it means. Yeah. Yes. Think about it, like you know what I mean. Runs with tank, right? Like you know what I mean, like. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> about Arsenal's uh, conceding the last second goal against Porto, going absolutely mad. They were like you know what I mean. Huh. Roll on three days later. Uh, Fulham against Manchester United at Old Trafford. Last minute go a woe, but he gets in there like and then uh, and then even karma is a big thing, old Rory Jennings. You know what I mean? I hope you're enjoying your night tonight, son. Like, you know what I mean? Because I'm cheering big time when old Van Dyke went up there and fucking get it in there, like it's been a good weekend. And Boovey, I, I you know, I'll have to wait for him another day because he supports Man City, but they were doing everything. No, <laughs> yeah. All in all, a great weekend, like you know what I mean. When you mess with the Arsenal, like Newcastle did, look what's happened to them. You don't, it ain't very good, because you know the Queen used to support the Arsenal, and she's up in heaven now, like, and she's giving it large. Come on, you Gunners. Fan, fans, fans will banter, but I tell you who I'm so glad we dunked on this week, and that's Bruno Gimaraes. Yes, I'm oh. salty. Before Newcastle fans go, oh, your tears. Yeah, yes, I'm salty. You try to elbow my Italian yeah, yeah, your player friend. in the head. Saint James, friendly with him, right? You know what I mean? Oh, I'm hoping to get an interview soon, but um, <laughs> but I mean Bruno Gimaraes, charge. I've not forgot that, you know. Well, letting that slide, and and you know Anthony Gordon, who didn't really do much wrong, but he just annoys me. Um, and 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 the push in the back of Gabriel's head, all that, and the statements work, people. <laughs> oh, kidding, but do you, you know what? Watching I'm that, delighted. Game. I'm delighted we dunked on him, man. We needed that. You know, watching that game, right? And I, I, this is why I love Ben White, and he will always be in my favourite team, right? You know what I mean? He gives zero respect to that Gordon. He just yeah, yeah. Really, and there was one time when he done he was a little bit late and he just looked at him like a like a bit of dirt on my shoe. I just love him. I just like who are you, you trying to tackle, you know what I mean? Like well, he was, pisses people like, off with his the way he looks he, at know, just, he pisses people I off. I just love the bloke, like, do you know what I mean? Like I, I just love his the what his attitude to other players. Is what I I, I I concur with. I have to say, like, well, you, you know, know, when he came out, Ben White, and said, like, he doesn't watch football, basically. Like, he's very good at it, but he doesn't watch it. Um, I kind of wonder whether that's given him this sort of, like, uh, perception from the outside of, like, he doesn't give a shit. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, like, if he's kicked you or you've tried to kick him, I don't think anyone's going to really feel they've got under his skin. You can, Gordon actually did him a few times in the game, especially in the second half. So I'm not saying you can't, you know, you can't un undo Ben White, but I'm just almost like he doesn't feel that phased by anything because, nah. because it's almost like we have this impression he doesn't really like the game. <laughs> He's just there to do a job uh, and, and get on with his night. <laughs> I, I quite actually uh, had a little bit of respect for Gordon because in that first half, he, he gave him about four times. You really give him a good kick. But I'll give him his due. He come back every single time for more. That was like, a good you know, 
It was a very, very good battle, and uh, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed that battle going on. With all the other little things going off, well, it was a fantastic first first half of football. There was little subplots going on there, like, and, and the midfield definitely put it on Bruno a couple of times, and I, I enjoyed that as well. Like, you know, they left, we, left it on him. Loved it. Do we do we have enough in the catalogue to debate whether? We're better inverting Ben White or better inverting a Zinchenko or, or, or from the left back position so far from what we know because it's been what four games, three games, yeah, yeah, it's a good question, very good question. Let's put it this way, we're not we're not missing Zinni the way Kivial's playing, the little shift we've done, and 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 the thing about Zinni inverting is is the the common problem is the teams target that side, whereas Ben White inverting, I haven't really seen us expose that, it obviously. It's, well, I say Saliba helps that, but Gabriel's the other side helping out when Zinni inverts. So it's a bit, but it does mean that Gabriel becomes our central centre back when it's a back three. And I, and I know a couple of people find that a bit awkward, but I haven't really seen any problem with it. I think, you know, we've been, we've been quality. I wonder if the only difference is that when you invert <clears throat> as a fullback, Zinchenko is quite forward thinking. So when he inverts, he's not thinking. Of safety, so if I if we lose the ball, if I'm out of position, what happens? Some would say he should be covered. Whereas Ben White is a defender first, so if he inverts, he may well be thinking safety first. So if the ball gets lost positionally, there could be a hole where I'm going to be. So I don't know if that's any difference between the but two. Look at, <clears throat> look at um, was it Havertz goal? And we're going to get into it all, but. Wasn't it just before Havertz goal? Um, ben goal, White scored. There was a ball over the top. Ben White was on the edge of the box. Mm. Ben White finds himself in quite attacking position. He should have shot. Yeah, it's true. It's he, true. He's subtly in there, whereas Zinchenko, when he's in there, he's like a focal point because the ball's always, you know, going to him. Whereas the ball's not going to White as much, but he's causing a a nuisance similar to the nuisance Tomiyasu caused when he came on against City. I think a, a big man, mm. you know, added centrally. Um, but but, it does, but but look, at the start of the season, Partey was started right back. I know I know it might you know be because of the whole Gabriel thing, and it was you know hands tied behind backs, and that was the only options we had. I can't actually remember off the top of my head. I think but, it was because Timber got injured. It was because it was no, Timber but he didn't he start? No, Timber played left back then. Yeah, he yeah. started. <clears throat> oh, I thought it was after. So that that would tell me that. Partey oh, wasn't going to be the one dropping into the free. Timber would have been the one dropping into the free, really. So I don't know. I, did, I didn't hear what he said. Yeah, he's probably watching Netflix. He didn't realise Timber was playing. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad we can do it now. James, remember a couple of times last season we talked about maybe the need for Ben White's evolution to be the inverting side of things. So I'm I'm happy to see it now. I don't think yep. he was the 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 main talking point of this match i think going back to Jorginho, um i see saeed tweet um is had uh, Jorginho had a better season than enzo then i've seen matisse quote tweet that off the big six account and said is he having a better season than casemiro so the <laughs> the, the ops that once upon a time we was looking to you know get back and compete with at the highest level they're arguing amongst themselves you know down there and Jorginho's getting a lot of praise, James. That's £180 million worth of talent that's been mentioned there. And our £12 million, 30-plus-year-old <clears> backup <throat> midfielder is outperforming both this season. And what Thank I'd say... Cassidy, what's that? Thank I say that as well, because I'll tell you yeah, what... Yeah. I made that £280 million. I, I was actually desperate for him. You know what I mean? He's been, he's been really poor, by the way. He has been poor, Liam. He has been poor. 
But Jorginho, well, well, yeah, I think I think okay. I'd love to get into the whole rival banter thing and sort of tear these players apart. But I think the reality is, Jorginho is a better player than perhaps people gave him credit for, and we're seeing yeah. that under a good manager. Yeah. I also think if you gave uh, Caicedo or Enzo to Arteta he would get more out of them, right? Arsenal have a fantastic structure. I think if there's one takeaway from these last six games for me, it's how unbelievably well coached we are. You know, we defend in every phase of the, of, of the play, every phase of play, every area of the pitch brilliantly. And we're now attacking with great patterns. And we can mix up whether it's Jesus, Havertz, Trossard up top, whatever it is. We can do different midfield combinations. And this is the first time that we've actually... Post Dubai, this is this is the best we felt about our team since probably last season. Um, so that's definitely sort of come to me recently. On Jorginho, um, he is a very limited footballer, if we're honest, like athletically. He doesn't have great sprint speed. He's not got phenomenal height. You can actually be like not the fastest and not have the best legs, but still, still be quite tall. But he doesn't really have any, but, but he's got an unbelievable brain. And... That's not to say he can't get around the pitch. He obviously can. That's not to say he doesn't put tackles in. He definitely does. But his ability to read and know when to go, when not to go, where to position himself, how to block lanes, how to... And then when he gets on the ball, magnificent. That ball he played over the top to Martinelli for the second yeah. goal was unbelievable. And he's been playing a lot of those passes this season. Against Man City in the first half, I'm taking us all the way back to October, that looked her best outlet when he was getting the ball on the edge of the air and trying to ping passes. He's got that kind of Fabregas-esque scooped pass in beyond that I don't think any of our other players in the team attempt. And he was mag he was just magnificent once again. And he, he ran the show. He was my man of the match. But um, James... That, that's why you've, you've you've just undone your own point. I disagree. I don't think he's limited at all. I think the fact that he's so intelligent, he's got so much range in his passing, his pass selection yeah. is, is very high. The fact that he knows positionally where he needs to be means that he's not limited at all. I can name midfielders who are the opposite. They have the pace, they have the power, um, they can hit a ball pretty well, but they're thick as shit. And they don't actually, their, their pass selection is poor. Their shot selection is poor. Um, so and so he's the opposite. I think Jorginho, and I've backed this signing from, from, from the yeah, game because I've always recognised that if you play him in the right system, Jorginho is an absolute baller, but he's a victim for me of football fan snobbery because he's not quick, because he doesn't score goals and because he's not a cruncher. People think, well, what do you do? I think in your homeland, they call him a regista. And it's no coincidence that his best football in the Premier League was under Sari when he had Kante next to him. And now in this, in, in this Arteta team, where he's got Gabriel, Saliba, Rice <clears throat> and Arteta, um, Arteta, Odegaard all around him. What, what's the common denominator? Legs. If you put legs around Jorginho, he is one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. He's our Pirlo. He is. He's our Pirlo. He's so smart. He's bought, his, his spray ability is insane. But you've got to play him in certain games. He looked bad at Chelsea because they were playing him in the wrong system where he's exposed. If you if expose him, he looks awful. He'll cost you goals. I, I thought right system. I, I thought Pirlo and Kaka were our man of the matches, to be fair. Um, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, they're the two I... Yeah. They stood out for me. Jordan, yeah, you know what? I was I was agreeing with you. I was like, I might be, you know, I might be one of those people that you know didn't see his qualities, and then he said Perlo, and I was just like, no, I, no. Said, I, said, I said he's our Perlo. Do, do you know what what was impressive about him? The most impressive thing about him, right? And I think is he knows when he's he has to pop it off quickly, and he knows when he has to hold the ball. 
Like, you know, when, oh, like, yeah. he, he knows when he's got time on the ball to just have two, two or three touches and draw a player in or draw a player out or whatever. But then when it's, when he knows that he's going to get caught, he, he just pops it off. It's, 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 I'll tell you what, I'm really looking for, I haven't, I haven't seen the whole game yet. I'm just, just starting to watch it before we come on here. Like, I'm, I'm just going to be watching him because there was times yesterday when I'm going to be really honest. I thought, right, I'm going to have a, a real good, look at what he's doing just just for my own thing as a footballer like to see what he does I, I was absolutely enthralled with what he was doing it was it was just so it was majestic it really was I've just watched him thinking like, I want to play like that you know what I mean yeah. when I play because he knows when to pass he knows when to put it short but when he was in tight areas there was on three or four occasions I watched it right and he's in a tight area and he still had the touch and drew a player in. And then there was another time when he just popped it off because if he didn't pop it off, he would have lost it. it, it yeah. His awareness of what, what's in and around him. I'll tell you guys, it's, it's sensational. And I said on my fan cam yesterday, I never really appreciate appreciate him at Chelsea. And rightly so, because I don't care. But like since he's come to Arsenal, uh, I wouldn't say he would get in my starting lineup if everybody's fit. But what I'm saying is I really appreciate when he comes in. Yeah. What job he does. Yeah, I, I mean over the over the years we where you know we've been we've been through the mud. Yeah, I think we can all you know comfortably say that now. Um it's not just looking at the bench and and wanting one person off the bench. There's there's multiple positions. And I'm actually happy with Jorginho off the bench at this moment in time. I'm happy with him rotating. I'm happy with him stepping in and doing a job. I wouldn't mind him signing an extra year, considering it's time for El Nene to go, considering it's time for Partey to go, and hopefully we get in, you know, one top Smith quality centre mid to come in, Smith Rowe potentially, but Jorginho, you know, I mean more more deeper midfielders, but Jorginho, I, I, I'm more than happy with with, with his with his um, output, and not only output in terms of performances. I, I'm hearing a lot of good things about you know his leadership in the background and and. Um, his potential to become, you know, a future coach and whatnot, as you know, a similar story to our manager, our current manager at the moment, and many other managers from football to to management. So, I like that side of him. If the players like it, you know, you know, we all know Josh. Josh met him recently. You know, did a little video, believe Africa and all of that. Um, if you haven't yeah, seen it, good. go go see it. Um, but Jorginho, even in that video, I can actually tell Jorginho, in terms of his character, he's he's quite. He's a welcoming person cool because guy. Josh isn't the easiest person to to communicate with on a one-off, and he just seemed very comfortable. He was he was cool with it all, um, and hopefully that handshake does win us the title because that's that's what they agreed upon. But that is what they agreed on. Do you know yeah. um, what I meant by limited player though? Is because uh, you're 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 actually right, Jordan. I think what I mean is with so many of our midfielders or players, you can put them in probably lots of different positions in midfield. With Jorginho, he's playing one position. Yeah, he's, yeah. Now against Liverpool, he 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 did play a slightly different one. I get it. And I did talk about that on, on Tactical Inside. But but he's a six. He's always been a six and he plays as a six and that's what he's going to do. And then you want him on the ball. And he can do a job off the ball, but it's there, he's there for his experience, his calm. That's what I mean. Like, you know exactly what you're using him for, Jorginho. Mm -hmm. um, but like, he, he shouldn't be a surprise factor. I would imagine when Newcastle saw the 11, they would have thought, all right, Longstaff, give him a rise, Miley. You don't let him play. You get into him. They couldn't get anywhere near him. No, that's, they that's, couldn't that's, get that's, anywhere near him. He had all the time on the ball. And I was watching, I said on the watch along, Turkish, I think you might remember, I was like, 
he's, they're not getting anywhere near him. Like no I was way. almost yeah. watching it thinking Newcastle, like go to him. They couldn't, they just couldn't because he was in every area he had to be. He just knew, you know, and if he, if they did vacate a spot to press Jorginho, then White had moved beyond. Erdegaard had dropped into that pocket. Havertz had dropped into the pocket. Rice was moving forward. It was just everything ran through him. And Arteta's use of him is fascinating because why would you not play him every game when you look at the performances he's putting in? He seems to be very selective in the way he uses Jorginho. And I wonder if that will change the more these performances come out. Because you've got to think, right, how often have we seen a player come into the team out of nowhere and we've gone... Yeah, they've not played well, but it's hard because they haven't played for three games. This guy doesn't play for a month. Yeah. And then he drops a man on the match. Then he doesn't play for a month. Then he's man of the match. And then you drop him in at St. James's Park and we've just lost the title, basically. He couldn't get, you know, sniff over Thomas Partey. And then it's like, by the way, can you do a job at this team that's about to finish in the top four and just battered Tottenham 5-1 at home and have the most physical midfield in the league? Oh, yeah, cool. Man of the match, 2-0 win. Thanks very much. It's, it's unbelievable the consistency that he's giving us. And it's also one of those signings where, listen, we, we we comment on everything the club does, from signings to performances to selection, whatever. This is one of those where I'll happily go, I was so wrong about Jorginho. I wasn't keen on the signing. It didn't make sense. I didn't see how he was a like-for-like like with Partey enough. Got it, got it wrong. I was so, so, so wrong about him. He's been an unbelievable signing for 12 million. Hundred um, percent. Would you say this is a for personal thing? Because I've seen Zubimendi a few times since being linked last January. Would you say he's that mold of midfielder? Do you know? Is um, I test over stats always. He doesn't look that great a passer. You know, he doesn't like comps. He can play a pass, obviously. But he doesn't look a, like a real elite passer. And then I was talking about this in a video I did. And people in the comment section who did watch him were like, yeah, James, you're right. Like his passing isn't at the level. People think he's going to be another Jorginho, but and he's not that, which I found interesting. Actually, his defensive numbers were quite good. So there is a, there's a slight like for like profile wise, but I don't think it's a complete, I don't think it's a complete uh, parallel. I don't think it's an obvious like right. Zubamendi is the next Jorginho, which I find interesting. It's another dual winner who we know Arteta loves. Um, yeah. So, so that's, yeah, I don't know. We, we were on tour, right? And I know we sort of kind of had our fun with Havertz missing the chances in that uh, MLS game. Well, do you remember? What was it? The, yeah. Um, what was it called? The game yeah. yeah, All-Star. What was it called? The Skills Challenge. The Skills yeah. Challenge. All right, okay. However much stock we want to put in that, fair enough. But I tell you what, when they did the passing challenge and I saw a couple of the players go above and they had to put the ball in specific nets and goals or whatever, Jorginho walked up, bang, one, where's the other? Right, bang, there's the other, bang, there's the other. I was like, <laughs> he's the best He's the best pass on that pitch by a country mile. Wherever he had to put the ball, he put it. Um, so I'm just not surprised we're seeing this on the pitch now. Um, I mean, Jorginho, I, th I think, yeah, he, he was man of the match come the end of it. Um, I guess with a 4-1 win, other players come into contention. It's goals, 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 like I mentioned before. Um, <laughs> Lee's waving. Next player in line, who are we bringing up next? Lee, you got someone in mind? Kai, super Kai <laughs> Havertz. Absolutely brilliant. Bargain £60 million. Pounds. Now, you cannot argue with that, Turkish. £30 million midfielder, £30 million striker. <laughs> £30 million midfielder. Cut him in half. £30 million striker. £30 million midfielder. He is the bargain of the century. Well done. 
<laughs> Hold on, is that how you justified it? You, you I am justifying that 60 million now because he's a 30 million pound striker yesterday. On next week, he'll be a 30 million pound box to box goal scoring midfielder. Bargain of the season. Well done, Mikel Arteta. I'm telling you this now. You have got me doing things that I never thought I would do. When he scored yesterday that goal, I'm going, Turkish, get in there. Get in there, Turkish. Get in there. And then when, when he missed that sit I'll relax on the fist action there. Oh, Turkish <laughs> is going to be saying he's going to have a field day with me now. Like, it's know, a shocking miss, though. It was a bad shocking miss. miss. A shocking yeah, really miss from a great miss. move. But he made up with it by winning the ball and having a lovely little one-two with uh, Declan Rice for Saka's goal. He actually gets the assist for Saka's goal, even though that it was Saka's all work. He gets the <laughs> assist for that. It's unbelievable. That's when stats do not work. You know what I mean? He plays a five-yard ball to Saka. Saka dances in and out, twisting and turning, smashes it in like and Kai Havertz gets an assist. This is where the games are just going all over the place. But listen, Martinelli, great cut, cut back. He's in there, Kai, for the goal. I thought he played really well yesterday up front. I've got to say. And I think probably that is his best position, guys. I really do. I think yes. like, maybe that is his best position. He's a striker. Well, he's more a striker than a midfielder. Yeah, I thought he and, and, and do you know what, guys? I don't understand, too. I know you can have a go now. But if you start looking at forget about his play and everything now. Just go on stats. His stats are looking very good. Very good on the goal scoring front. You just said stats on everything. I know they're not. That's what I'm saying. I don't. Uh, but if you if you was to forget about everything and just go on stats, <laughs> listen to what everything. I'm saying, James. You're always looking to have a dig. I'm going to buy you a shovel for Christmas, right? At the end of the day, he. If you just go on his stats now, they're they're, they're stacking up, looking really good. One minute you love tactical insight, next minute you slag it off. Yeah, I, don't, you know, I don't know where I'm, I am with you. Dude. I just think that um, you know, I like to see it on the eye, just the eye test. I'm an eye test guy. Like, you know, I am a spec savers sort of a guy. I don't I don't think I I don't think I should be the one to talk a lot on Kai Havertz. I think I think the praise should come from someone who is a massive fan of his. But all I will say is <laughs> that was his best performance in an Arsenal shirt. Yeah, I thought we yeah. all round game. Second half he faded. He did fade in the mm -hmm. second half. I yeah. still think the looting game was just as his performance in the looting game was just as good as that was uh, Saturday. I thought he was, I still from the looting game, he was brilliant. He was, good. He was brilliant he was, in that game. He was good that game. But I, for whatever reason, that looting game, as good as he was, I just can't shake that he's not a midfielder to me. And I look at what he did. I, he genuinely contributed. And I know I said on my fan cam, I said, um, even when he has played well, I felt he's been a part of the team, but he felt like one of the carriers in this game. He felt like one of our better players. That's like, tough, definitely. For sure, yeah, man. Best performance, I think, of the season. His best performance overall, for sure. Um, but one thing I said is he's had moments in the Arsenal shirt, but I haven't seen 30 minutes. I haven't seen 45. I haven't seen 90. It's safe to say I've seen 45 now. I think he did fade in the second half. If he buried that chance, you know, that would have been the cap to a perfect, yeah. I think, performance mm. for him. You know, two goals and assist, albeit an assist that Saka did all the work for. But... You know, num it's, a, it's a numbers game now. That's all people tend to talk about. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm not one to... When I gave him fives, that, that was just my average rating because I, I didn't think he was bad. I didn't think he was great. I just labelled it average. Not because he didn't get a goal or he didn't get an assist. He got a goal and an assist in this one. But in that first half in particular, I just liked that he he was industrious. He was trying to, he was trying to get involved. He wanted the ball. From the first minute, there was the from kickoff, the ball came over. He 
not necessarily out muscle someone, but but he was he was definitely he definitely wanted it more. He brought it down. He kept play going, and from that moment till the halftime whistle, he just he for me he looked a different player to what we've seen, um, for the majority of this season. And and the the main point being, he wanted it. He actually wanted it. I don't know if that's because he was up top and that's what he wants to be because he was peeling off mm. defenders. He was interchanging with the wingers. He was dropping into spaces. He was um, he was in the box when need be. You know, that 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 cut back, you know, an out-and-out striker's there for that and he was there for that. But that was just the icing on the cake for his, for his first half performance for me because I think that aside from the goal in the first half, he was quality. And that's what I want to see more of. He was he he was good. The, the, the thing that the thing that I liked about Kai Havertz was the fact that I said I think it was after the first Liverpool game. I didn't think we had any bastards in our team, right? We didn't have any <laughs> season peas, and you know what I mean by season peas. In this game, and I've, I've noticed a couple of games, he mixes it up a little bit. Yeah, I love he, it. He, he, he does mix it up a little bit. He's not afraid to kind of to kind of get even the Newcastle game up 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 at there up at there their gaff. He was lively in that game. He didn't play well, but he was, I think since Jack has gone, we haven't got any yeah. players that are just nasty for nasty sake. Um, and I saw an element of that. I've seen it in a few games as well. My only other comment on Kai Havertz would be that goal that he scored, that's the sort of goal he should be scoring for Arsenal. Arriving late and just burying it. Just on the end of things, burying it. On the end of it, bury it. And in that same move, it was really good seeing us go over the top and Martinelli do that diagonal run. When was the last time you saw Martinelli on the right side? Yeah, And I love that he made that diagonal run yeah. on the right side. Do you know what I mean? We need to see more of that. But so fair play to Kai, fair play. I've got to say this. Um, I was going into the ground yesterday. I was in the ground and I said, like, someone come up to me and said, like, uh, what do you reckon the score is going to be today? So I said, 2 nil at the Arsenal. And who, uh, uh, who do you reckon? I said, Kai Everts. So uh, he said, do you have a bet on that? So I said, yeah. So he shouts out, I bet Turkish, ain't. People's heads Turkish, for sure. I had a lot of screenshots of you with your hands like this when Havertz scored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know the movement for that goal from Havertz? And, it's very uh, good. amazing. So, so yeah. when the Bulls played to Martinelli, Havertz is actually... Um, He's quite, I think he's quite over to the right. And instead of just running towards goal, he actually, I think, I'm going to watch it back in, like silently, but I think he runs almost around a defender to then attack that space. I don't know if you guys have watched it back. No, I haven't. The movement was really clever, if I'm remembering it right. Um, yeah, I, th cool. I think I know what you mean. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think it wasn't necessarily round, but it was slowed down. He, he 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 was kind of round actually when you think about it. I think he could have basically. I think he could have just run side by side with the defender, but I think he let one go ahead and then he yep. goes round the other way. I think that's what he does. And we have a little watch of it back now. But I mean, that's a really clever movement in the box. Yeah. If he has. I think I think I know what you mean as well. Another thing I liked about that goal too is that it felt like another another bullet in our gun of how to score goals. There was a period mm. about five, six games ago where if he wasn't getting a, a, a goal from a set piece, by the way, two more set pieces, I couldn't see how he was scoring goals. But now it's a case of we can score goals with possession. We can score goals by being you one-on-one. -on -one, we can score goals from set pieces, but we can also score goals going by, go, by going direct. And I love the fact that we just, I've not seen us go that direct and this is the last five minutes of a game for a long, long time. So I just love that we mixed up our variation because you're playing Arsenal now. You're thinking we've got four or five 
things to worry about in terms of stopping them scoring. So that goal was one of the most, one of the best goals of, of the season, in my opinion, just because it was an aesthetically pleasing goal, but it also was very different. It was a different type of Arsenal goal, in my opinion. Um, I thought Martinelli was unplayable in that first 20 minutes. I thought he was sensational. Really. He was up for it. He was up for it. On it. And I took, do you know that one goal, if that would have gone in, you know he had the header, he just come on it a bit late and it went over the bar. If that would have gone in, what a goal that would have been like. You know, some of that football, uh, yeah. was, it was it was a pleasure. And I'll tell you what, it was a pleasure to be in the ground yesterday because getting in there like um, 10 minutes before the game, the, the atmosphere was electric when you walked in there with all the flags and everything like that. It really was. Um, do you know when we've sort of said like we've tried to force it a little bit in the past? Mm. It didn't feel like that yesterday. I think that every Arsenal fan was been reminded of the game before at St James's Park, and they say everybody took that passion and that 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 defeat into the Emirates. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it yeah. was really, it was it was a excellent atmosphere all the way through it. Like, you know what I mean? And, and like, listen, the, the, you know, big up to the Newcastle fans. You know, they have to make that journey down like seven times. We make it once, and it's a tough one. They do it about five or six times and they've all the London clubs and uh, you, we drowned them out every single time like you know what I mean it was fantastic the atmosphere in the Emirates it was maybe also because we hadn't been back there for a couple of weeks it been three weeks someone said it was mm. the Liverpool game but it, it was just you know the, it was an absolute pleasure to be in the Emirates on Saturday night and do you know what I'm going to be really honest with you I weren't really feeling the eight o'clock kickoff on a Saturday I'm sort of moaning about it a little bit like yeah. oh, Really, it looked good in there. It was fantastic. Yeah, it looked good in there. It was fantastic. Big up to the fans, to be fair. I've just watched the goal back. He does. He's in between the two centre backs, and because the ball's played over the top to Martinelli, Botman goes across to try to deal with it. So Cher naturally comes across, and as they're all going across, rather than Havertz almost running in a straight Ah. line, he does a little dart back towards the penalty spot, um, because it's the only way Martinelli was ever going to find him. It it was that. It was really clever. Yeah, I mean, Georgina Havertz probably the, the the main two that that come out of that with glowing reports. Not that anyone else wasn't um, good because it was a four-one win. Saka gets another goal. I was going to say, can I mention Saka just briefly yeah, yeah. as well because he's cooking now. He's really I mentioned Player of the Year last year, but I'm looking for him now to really get in that groove whereby he drags Arsenal now to this title. Just really make it a mission to not only win us the title, but go into the Euros as the guy. Because we're seeing Foden's cooking. Salah will be back soon for Liverpool and he'll start cooking. It's Now we're going to see who's got the guns, who's got the guys that can really win games on their own. And I don't, I agree with you. I don't think he was the best player on the weekend. But here's some of his link up with Odegaard. It's just beautiful. Oh, it's they are really, really cooking up some niceness. And Newcastle weren't good. But for a few weeks now, Saka and Odegaard have been, they look good. But Saka's the one I'm looking to now. If there's one player in our team that I'm looking to drag us now into this last five games of the season where we can start handing out medals, it's, it's Bakaya Saka. And he's, he's just slowly, it's in the oven. It's warm. It's warm. But it's, it's, it's getting there. It's getting there. And I'm, I'm liking what he's doing. His first touch is immaculate. I think that goes under the radar a little bit. I, I was noticing a lot in this game. Like, do you remember that? Um, he only kind of managed to scoop out a right-footed effort. Uh, it, it was going to be almost one of his roof ones where... Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. Put it out. But to do that, he had to take a really good first touch in a tight space, set it up, then drag it back onto his right. He's showing strength, awareness, but his touch is immaculate and all that. And then, of course, to execute um, you know, the, the goal he actually scored. 
just sent Livramento, didn't he? I'm going around the outside, oh, yeah. no, going back on the inside. Um, and he picked out one error and he knows he's picked it out well because the keeper doesn't dive because he thinks that's not going in. The, the defender doesn't deal with it because it's just, yeah, really good. He's on fire, Bakai Saka. Yeah, he is. What's the 13 goals, isn't it? Seven assists, if I'm... Something like that's right. going on every week. Go and, get, go and get 10 more. Go and get 10 more. Yeah, yeah. or 10 more goals. No, goals. I want 10 more goals. I want 10 more goals. Keep doing what you're doing. He yeah. does that. Fair play to you. Fair play. I think he, he can that. do it. I think he can do it as well. I think he can. I think he can. But yeah. 10 more goals. Yeah. I think he that'd can. Be, I'm, yeah. Some way to. That'd be how many, how many games left? What is it? 26 or 12 games left? He can get 10 goals. We have 12 games left, people. He can get 10 games. 10 goals. <laughs> Where's the season going? Where's the season gone? Yeah, where has it gone? This is the fastest a season has ever moved. Like it just, I, and you know, that's that's a personal thing, right? But I've never, it's just flown by. I don't know if it's also because, like, with the Champions League being back, those games have had importance. I used to find the Europa League a bit of a slog, and we'd still never do anything in it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I don't know if that's kind of added to the sense no, of. No, like, you know what it is? is. I think it's because we're competing again. Is mm. that you? It's not yeah, dragging. Like, I think when we were mm. shit, seasons were dragging. Because we're if, you, if you're a Chelsea fan right now, the season's dragging. Yeah, like, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, to them, it's a slow season. To us, I think competing, we're, yeah. we're you know, we're, we're just, we're riding the waves. Uh, I think, I remember back in the day, like the seasons when we were winning leagues and ch- challenging United, it did it did feel like it was quick for me. I don't know if Lee Jordan agreed no, with no, yeah, I, I think this season's gone, you know, incredibly quick. I've got to say that, like, you know, as you say, twelve games to go. We're, we're we're at the end of February already, which is incredible. Ah, some yeah. I think last season was an anomaly because of the World Cup. I think as soon as the World Cup was yeah. over, the season was quick. I think the World Cup kind of yeah. slowed it down quite a bit. I know. I know it's it's, it's funny, lot, but we sort of live our lives through what days the Arsenal. So, like, if you got Arsenal playing on a, on a weekend, yeah. it's a weekend, and then like, if it's a midweek game, or you got midweek, and then before you know it, you're back to the weekend again, aren't you? Like, you know what I mean? So. It is, I suppose that's why it goes quicker for us these days. I don't know, like, but it does, it's just flown by. Twelve can, games. Can, I, can oh, I make yeah. just two more quick observations about the game? Just I've mm-hmm. written them down because I thought there was the, the first one was set pieces. I was really critical of Arsenal set pieces from Martinelli and Odegaard pre Christmas. I thought some of them were really bad. But again, since Dubai, Declan Rice has become the set piece corner kick taker. We didn't know we needed on yeah, the back. Really quality. But what's equally as important as you will you will know, Lee is that it's about intent. So Gabriel and Saliba, they are making it their mission. They're not just coming up just to like make the numbers up. They are coming up to head the ball in the back of the net. And that's why they're getting some numbers. So I want to big up our set pieces because that's becoming a massive weapon for us as well. And then the other thing is, in this game, I noticed that it threw me back to last season where we started really well. We were really energetic. And it got me thinking, I wonder if Mikel Arteta's whole control thing this season has been planned so he realized last year you can't do 100 miles an hour for the whole 38 games right you can't do that so i wonder if he decided right first half of the season control stay in the title race whatever it may be and from here on in we're going to start seeing arsenal going back to the arsenal of last year with the first five ten minutes i think we had two corners in the first 30 seconds yeah <laughs> on on saturday do you know what i mean i just i yeah. noticed the, it was a faster arsenal than i've seen this season I, I, I have thought that. Um, hmm? 
I have thought that myself. I, yeah. I, I, I thought that the other day. I was thinking, but I didn't want to say it or, mm. yeah, because mm. I just don't want to jinx it. But yeah, I'm jinxing it. May, if we if we do lift that Premier League title and it's because our form from game week 19, 20, 21 was the best, better than Liverpool and City because we would have had to um, catch them up. Then Mikel Arteta, well, Genius. well fucking done. Uh, well fucking done. It's just done. a very enjoyable game to watch from start to finish. That is the best we played by a lot of country, Mark. Because you're right, uh, what you're saying there, Jordan. I even think you go back to the Crystal Palace game 5 0, even go to the West Ham game 6 0, and, and, and Burnley, yeah, we scored in the first couple of minutes. But after, until the penalty, we didn't really do a lot. Uh, and in those games, it was set piece against Crystal Palace after about 30 minutes. West Ham was probably about 30 minutes before we scored. This one was from the get-go. On the button, straight away, as you say, like intent on corners in the first. I just felt we we opened them up like a school fate, like every single time, like on on um, on, on Saturday. It was fantastic. I, I, that was going... You know what you said earlier on, was going back to last season. That's where it was last season. Mm. Going there and... Getting into it, it was in the game. As a fan, I felt like I was in the game. Uh, oh. You know, I wasn't like looking around, uh, talking to people. I was just, just into the game. It was just a brilliant, brilliant game. Like you know, to from start to finish, it was just. I, I fully enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, great win. Great. I think, win. I think we've needed this as well uh, post Dubai because six wins in a row now. What was it twenty five goals in six games? All that. Porto is disappointing, but a chance to put that back together, you know, in a few weeks' time. I don't know about you guys, but I think we've shaken off a little bit of that imposter syndrome with the title race. And you know, a lot of people, if you go back even just pre-beating Liverpool, I don't, people weren't taking us seriously. You know, good team. Yeah, they're in the title race, mathematically sure. But it's Klopp and Guardiola. And as Klopp's leaving, those two are going to punch out one more time. And we're there. And we thoroughly deserve to be. The performances from Arsenal right now are better than Liverpool and City's, in my opinion. Liverpool have been brilliant at scoring goals for days. City and their experience, they've actually played some really good football, though, looked a little bit shaky in the last week. But we belong there. We are part of that conversation. And, and it will be kind of laughed off as not that important, but I think having a better goal difference than both of them is, is huge. It's massive. Because it when it is that tight, you know, to say you belong there, you know, sometimes you see teams that, linger around those positions, but their goal difference is way behind. But it kind of tells you a story. You're, you're scoring way less goals. You're conceding way more. As the season goes on, you're going to fall away. But Arsenal are keeping up, mm. you know, on kind of every, in every stat. And and, and we belong there. Like, I, I look at us and I go, we absolutely belong in this race. Long may it continue, man, because mm. one one set of drop points of Sheffield United, I'll go, oh, <laughs> I was about know, to say, whole, yeah, I was about to say, even though thing, you're right. The whole thing flips, but I can only call it off what I'm seeing today. Like anyone else think here on this podcast, no, you're, you're we don't right. Belong in this conversation, I, I think we are thoroughly right. a part of it. I think, I think, in terms of belonging in the conversation, for me, it would have to be well, there come April, and you can say exactly the same thing you're saying now in the exact same manner come game week 32 in April. You know, that's sure. that's when I can say we belong in the because Liverpool and City have done it and we haven't yet and even if we are there in april and 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 still haven't done it yet 
And I think we're part of the conversation because it's another year-on-year title challenge. Liverpool didn't do it the first time they challenged for a title. Did they do it the second time they challenged for a title? I don't think it was the second time. I think it was the third. I think it was the third. I think it might have been the second, but... Yeah, challenge was the second, but I think it was the fourth that it was on the clock that day. It's all different. Yeah, you you are right. I I just mean in terms of our level of performance. Yeah, it's mad, bro. bro, the, the, The way we're playing is... I know I'm going to jinx it, but we're, it, we're it, peaking it is, at the right time. It is. It's. It feels that. If I were watching Liverpool and City playing this way, I'd be like, "Yeah, it's done." But but that's because I know because Klopp and and Pepper got over the line, and I know they've done in the pressurized situation. So I'd be like, "They're playing like this, and they've got the experience or whatever." So that's it's the. I said in my fan club, it's the, it's the mental side we need to click. We're coached well enough. The players are good enough. Just it's it, it's it's getting right mentally. And I hope that City and Liverpool just aren't better than you. And if you do all the right things and Klopp and Pep are just better. But this is a team that, for me, are giving a real good go. The way we're playing, if we end the season like this, no matter what, I'll be proud. One game at a time. One game at a time. That's how you got to look one at it from game now. At a time. I know it's boring, but I'm just ticking them off one at a time. I'm not looking at the City game. I'm not. I'm looking no. at runs. <laughs> I'm, I, I am. Because I I because I said... Um, well, we can, Jed. We can. But I hope the club aren't. I hope the team are not doing that. I hope the team are looking at Sheffield United. How do we beat Sheffield United? Forget the oh, City sure. game. Forget the... Do you know what I mean? Someone flagged to me our last five games. In our last five games, we've got away Tottenham, away United, and I think away Everton. Now, I'm not looking, not going to contradict myself. Is it home to Everton? There's, a, there's another tricky away game in that last five. But anyway, and I said to my friend, I'm not looking at those games, Sheffield United. We've got this yeah, far, post Fulham, just, just by just beating Crystal Palace, by just beating West Ham, by just beating Burnley, by just beating Newcastle, beat Sheffield United. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Well, on that, Sheffield United up next a week from today because this is this podcast out on Monday, uh, Monday night, 8 p.m. kickoff. Um, Sheffield United away from home, and yeah, like like Jordan said, one game at a time. That is the next one up, and it's the next one that I assume we all expect to win. I mean, looking at looking at Sheffield United's last three home games, if I include the League Cup in that, they've conceded 15 goals themselves in the last three Brighton 5 0, Villa 5 0, and Brighton 5 2. Just a question. Minus 44 goal difference they've got. It's shocking. It's shocking. I've got a question. This this might sound really stupid. Is anybody concerned about the fact that it's on a Monday night? It's in the yeah, back of my mind. Yeah, I am because it means we've got a late night. <laughs> well, it's that. But I mean, I mean, more importantly, there's something on about playing on a Monday night that... It's uh, in the back of my mind. I love. Like, so many things that have, you know, what people might say PTSD off of, you know, the, the time we were in the mud this team and then Arteta are, you know, are proving otherwise and doing very different. But there is that, you know, Monday night, it was only a few years ago that these ones were guaranteed difficult games just because it was a Monday night. Yeah, I just thought... Do you like Monday night games? Because I don't. I don't like them. No, I actually don't like them. Yeah, I don't don't like them really even when it's not... I think... Well, even when it's not Arsenal. Chelsea. Chelsea fell on a Monday night. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really like it because once it was done, it was like, well, off to bed. It's like, no, I kind of want to sit. And yeah, this is a big game. I want to talk about it. I don't it, like Friday or Monday. Nah, just keep it to the like weekend. But anyway, um, yeah, does it does it worry me? For everything I've just said, all my kind of hero, yay, the team are looking great. We belong, I believe, all that. 
I also equally don't believe because because mm. I'm like, oh no, Sheffield United away, <laughs> like, <laughs> like Man City, right? We'd see that and go, fantastic. Well, they just had a scrap on their own game, brilliant. Well, they've conceded five in almost every home. Oh, that's fantastic. Sheffield United. Whereas I'm there, like tricky one, this. Yeah, tricky one. Yeah. But it's a really good point, James. Sorry to cut, it's a really good point because I really hope this is where the players get tested. Because I really hope the players have their mind right. Forget the fact that Lee's right. They've, they've let in a bucket load of games. They've got players on the pitch fighting themselves today at home. To, at home. They're in pieces. They should be relegated today. But I hope the players approach this with the, with the right mentality that they have to handle business because you don't want your title challenge to fall apart because of Sheffield United, that would be a really bad look. So you, you, I know you're kind of tongue-in-cheek a little bit, but there's something in that I, oh, hope, the players, uh, I hope the players approach this correctly and just see it as another game rather than, oh, it's Sheffield United, because that's where we come unstuck. Because football as well, like, it only takes for McBurney to just pop one in the top corner for no reason. And you're like, oh, we're one nil down. And then suddenly, like, you know what I mean? The, mm -hmm. the beauty of football, for me, more than any other sport, whatever scoring system you look at in tennis or rugby, there's a certain, with a lot of other sports, is you have to get it over the line. There's no kind of free points. There's no, you have to, you have to get it over the line. With football, it feels like, look at our opening goal against uh, Newcastle. You know, Livramento, I think, kicks it off Botman's knee and you're one nil up. Like, you know, football can just, something can happen and you can yeah. have yourself a goal and it and it swings the game. So that's kind of where those nerves come from. And like you it's said, the PTSD is an awful fan. So right there, I watched the Leicester-Leeds uh, game on Friday night. Yeah, I was watching that, yeah. And Leicester, Leicester should have won that by four or five nil. Right? Yeah. I mean, in yeah. the end, they lose it 3-1. And explain that, you can't. The only one you can explain that is that they miss chances. It's the only way you can explain it, like, you know what I mean? And they just had a five-minute spell where of madness and they end up winning the game. When I, I imagine every Liverpool, uh, Leicester fan walks out of that ground saying, how have we lost that game, you know? So, yeah. you got you know, I think if we get a goal early, I, I, I think we'll be fine. And I know, it's, I know it's easy to say, well, Sheffield United just got battered by Brighton. I think someone, I think Brighton have scored five I think they scored 10 goals at Bramwell Lane in, in this calendar year you know and there's a few other teams that put fives past Sheffield United but if you look at when City went there albeit very early in the season they were made to work really hard for that result Liverpool I think nearer Christmas time I think won 2-0 but again Zabozza in the 94th kind of got it done it was quite a valiant effort from Sheffield United they were 1-0 up at Tottenham before late goals they drew 1-1 at Villa Park Sometimes when a team is playing a side they feel they should, you know, have a go against, they open up a little bit more, they get caught, they don't, they're caught between sticking and twisting. What do they do? They will, with all due respect, they will know Arsenal in town, they're in a title race, this is how we've got to play the game. Yeah, that, gives them, that gives them a clarity. And with that clarity comes a bit more conviction in what you're doing. And then mm, maybe it's about something a little bit tricky. So when we're doing our predictions... I'm not going big. I, I, I said 3-1 against Liverpool. I said 3-0 against Newcastle. We battered them. But I'm not saying the same about this, this one at all. Mm. Surprised. They're perfectly in it, Turkish. You know what I mean? By the professionalism of James there, aren't you? Yeah, I'm surprised. Mm. I'm just thinking, go and smoke them as well. 
That's yeah, fun. yeah, that's the problem. But I'm really <laughs> interested. I'd love that. <laughs> James give like his massive soliloquy about how it won't be it won't be easy, it's gonna be tight, don't get cocky, just smoke them. <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> that's, just there. Really, that's the beauty of this podcast. <laughs> smoke them, really. Oh, that's all I'm thinking. All through what you're both right. Saying, I, you're both I right. Like lost track a little bit because I was just thinking in my head, oh four, five. Turkish is just there, just <laughs> yeah, would it be would it be arrogant? Talk to you about James. Would it be arrogant to say four or five? I don't everything, think everything's arrogant nowadays, Lee. Man, you can't. Yeah, for everything is. <laughs> Just smoke them. <laughs> Just smoke them, please. Um, let me bring up the prediction table. Not well. I say not much change. No change apart from a point added to each person's tally. James still top on 30 points now. I'm in second on 26. Lee's in third on 24. Jordan, fourth, 22. We all went for wins, um, but none of us predicted the 4-1 scoreline right. Sheffield United away, Monday, 8pm. James, top of the table. Kick us off with a a modest prediction, I assume. (laughs) (laughs) 8-0. Yeah. Shit, what do I think? What do I think? What do I think? 2-0. I don't know whether they're going to score. I feel like they'll irritate us and score. But I'm going to trust the players to be professional. 2-0, yeah? Yeah. I'm going to go 4-0. What did you say for Newcastle? Who, me? Yeah. 3-1. 3-1. Okay, all right. He went big for that. Oh, I'll go in the middle of you two then. I was going to go... I'll go three. Do you guys think it'll be that easy? Three I think nil, if we yeah. score early, we could get five, six, seven, if I'll be honest. Yeah, I was close to saying five, but I just thought, let me not be greedy. <clears throat> Monday I night. Like that, but I, I just think that we're in a moment at, the mo- at this moment in time where I think that if we, if we get a couple of goals up on them I think we could really turn it uh, yeah I do I, I agree with every word that James said actually I'm going to give so I think I think the score is going to be 2-1 Arsenal but I'm going to predict 6-1 Arsenal because just have some fun I can't win this league so I'm going 6-1 Arsenal so you're coming to the forfeit at the end of the season then yeah yeah I'll be really honest with you. If if they won two, it wouldn't surprise me. And if they won six one, it wouldn't surprise me. No, I'll, I'll be honest. If I don't you think... won two 0 if Arsenal win two 0 it's not James. Like yeah, or, yeah. or if they win six one, I, I don't. I, I, yeah, I don't, it's, hard I don't to say. Mean, it's a tough one to say. This one, really. Arsenal could go here and win seven yeah. 0 I, 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 I think it could also be Arsenal. They could also just be Arsenal. Yeah, because anything you know. I, I think it'll be close. I think it'll be yeah. close. Really close. I think this will be easy. I think it'll be close. Six-one Arsenal. <laughs> which, which one is it? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm just for, for the game. I'm going six-one. Yeah, but six I, one. I, I, I genuinely think it's going to be two-one. And no one's gone. Two, no one's gone two-one though. So if you if you genuinely think two-one and like you can still catch Lee. All right, go on then. 2 1 then. 2 1. I also think, right, they're going to win 6 1 and Jordan's going to kill us. I know. Um, no, <laughs> Listen, but... if I win 6 1, let him have the three points. And I'll yeah, win. If, yeah, I will. All right. 
I'll agree to that right now. Yeah. You get two predictions. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie says no. I am. Um, can you not just imagine Chris Wilder yeah, in the dressing room looking at them all going, you're all getting relegated, but fucking turn up for this one, eh? It's Arsenal. Like, do you know what I mean? I oh, see yeah. him being like, it might be futile. It might be utterly pointless. But for fuck's sake, turn yeah, up. Burnley, Burnley and... Uh, like, I, do you know yeah. what I mean? Burnley I think, and, and, I think and, we're actually at the stage where these teams... I think we've passed that stage where... These teams say it's Arsenal. I think we're at the stage now where it's fear. Keep the score down. It's fear. Yeah, they've gone. They've gone. They've gone there, like you know what I mean. Maybe a little bit of pressure off them if, in 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 some sort of weird way. But uh, Sheffield United and Burnley, they're seven points off of Luton. I, I think Turkish makes an interesting point, though. I, I, I don't I don't know if I agree or not, but I wonder if the, we are at the point now where we're getting the respect of just keep yeah. it under three. Respect. Just keep it under three, lads. <laughs> I wonder if we're in that zone now. Like, we're not going to win this, but just keep it under three. Sort of thing. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. They, only lost, they only lost two nil at the Etihad the other day. The other day being 30th of December. Yeah, I was thinking that was the 50 one. days ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Villa, Villa won their 5 0, but then they won at Luton 3 1. And then Brighton won their five 0 They seem to be better on the road. They lost one 0 at Wolves. Yeah, they have been. They have been. Oh, um, come on, Arsenal, just batter them, please. That wraps up the predictions, people. James has gone two 0 I've gone four 0 Lee's gone three 0 Jordan's gone two one. Let us know yours in the comment section below. And speaking of the comment section below, it's that time comments of the day. Whilst we all get our comments up, hit the like button, people. Let's get to a thousand likes if we're not on it already. And if we are, hit the like button anyway. We're coming up to an hour. As always, hopefully you've enjoyed, people. Hopefully you've enjoyed. Uh, I think maybe leave Jordan to last because he's got... <laughs> okay. it, feels like, yeah, yeah. it feels like you've got a segment. Yeah. There, so. Not a segment, just some responses. But yeah, I'll go last. I don't mind. I don't yeah, mind. I, uh, cool. Um, uh, James? Yeah, I've got, got a few really good ones. Um, so this one from uh, DJ Polar says, Am I in good space now? He quotes Turkish. Lol, Turkish inverting in the space on the stream. <laughs> <laughs> I got that one still. That was good. Um, I love this from AFC9. It's very subtle, but it's genius. Got to appreciate Lee always being completely honest. It's <laughs> 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 so clever. Um, and uh, oh, this one. It's not so much the comment, it's more the context. Uh, so the Tommy Yammers says uh, the amount of times I've rewatched James' impressions of Lee too funny. This podcast needs to win some kind of award. Well, we were nominated for one. We have no idea how we did. So, Coming up, so we yeah, might have. We'll, we'll we still yet to Coming find up. out. But um, thank you for your comments. Yeah, yeah, it was a good week of comments. Lee, up next. We've got here. Ashley C eighty six roasting Lee at the end. Had me in stitches. James, you were spot on. Right? I watched that back. It is very, very funny. So well done. Right? Uh, I've got a few here. Um, I had that one from DJ Polar that James said. Andrew Rawlinson said, I'm not an Arsenal fan, but watched the pod and I enjoyed the banter. I must say Turkish movement off the ball was world class. <laughs> <laughs> movement off the mic. Big up Andrew. Um, Cheesy Gunner said Turkish in good space. James the Professor Lee telling us good right space. now and Jordan. 
So I don't know if that was one of Jordan. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And Jordan. (laughs) Alexi says, quote, Havertz is probably Turkish's safe word. That seemed to get a few likes as well um, under their belt. Kinky. I got two more here. Ryan said Lee looking like Azog the White Orc in the thumbnail. I don't have a clue who that is, but I just, I just <laughs> so I, yeah, yeah, I know the guy. Yeah, yeah, spot on. But it does sound fun. He said spot on. <laughs> and the well, one I've got I, here. Can I show a picture, or is it gonna? You know, we're gonna get demonetized. <laughs> I don't know how bad. What Azog the White Orc? Go on. Let's see. Let's have a gander. Oh, there's no need for that. Lee. There's no need for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's on. It, you know, what I mean? let's bring it's it back. <laughs> he goes by the name Az- Azog the Defiler. There you go. Um, and my last one here from LJB oh. Network, and I think it leads us on perfectly because I had to get one of these in. Um, big up LJB he said, "Man was watching Netflix. That is crazy." Quote: Before I knew, it was 10 p.m. That information should have went to the grave. Jordan. So that's a nice little segue into, into what into my response. So I've got, I had a few comments here off the back of the last show. I've got one here. How the hell can Jordan do a pod about football when he'd rather watch Netflix, lol? <laughs> and you think he can't shock you anymore? Boom. Um, I've got another that's one here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, First of all, all the all manner that Jordan casually expressed he was watching Griselda when Arsenal playing their first, in capitals here, first knockout Champions League game in over 10 years. Jordan, bro, this is an Arsenal podcast. Another one here from Kurt. Jordan, I showed up to a 12-hour night shift an hour early, so I would not miss a second of the game whilst driving, um, and so on and so on and so on. So let me tell you guys out there. <clears throat> I will watch Arsenal. How... And when I won, I'm a big old grey haired 40 year old man. Yeah, I'll watch Arsenal when I want, how I want. I am employed to come on this podcast with three other Arsenal fans and talk Arsenal. I like to have sex, I like to eat, I like to watch Netflix, I like to hang out with my friends. I have a life, yeah. <laughs> so don't be coming on these comments telling me about you shouldn't be watching Netflix when Arsenal are playing. I watch the Arsenal game, all right, but I've also got a life, yeah. I'm being polite. I could be really, really rude here, but I'm just saying, with respect, don't be coming to my boat telling me about I should be watching Arsenal over Netflix. <laughs> Arsenal might be the only thing in your life, but I've got other things in my life. I've got a so, beautiful girlfriend. I've got an amazing job. I've got brilliant friends. And I've got Griselda as well. So if I want to watch Griselda before I watch Arsenal, I'm going to watch Griselda before I watch Arsenal. If you've got a problem with that, you can DM me and we can link up in it. We can, we can, we can have a chat about this face to face. I'm just saying, innit? Of all Jordan's responses, everything he could have possibly said, he goes, listen, I'll support Arsenal, but I like to fuck. Yeah, yeah. I like the, the point being, I've got a life. Yeah. These people, Your comes in with a, like, all, all, all the negligees on and all that, like, and he goes, no, I'm watching Netflix. Because, <laughs> because these comments don't want to have sex or they haven't got a life, that doesn't mean that I've got to dedicate my entire 24 hours staying? to Arsenal. It wasn't no, 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 no. It, it wasn't Netflix, it was Anchil. No, <laughs> I mean, Anchil came this, later. Big different. The point I'm the, the, <laughs> the point good? I'm making to the comments to rap is that I have a life. So don't be telling me that I should be watching Arsenal when it's live. Because it's in the ch- shut your mouth and leave me alone. Yeah, I do what I want when I want. As long as I watch the game before the pod, all is good. Sorry, Lee, Ooh. go on. 
Well, is that unreal. is that good on Netflix? Then is it good? It's amazingly. Yeah, it's oh, really okay. good. It's really oh, good. I will watch that. Will yeah, watch six that. episodes. It's amazing. I recommend. Now, it. What a reply, man! I tell you, what, I will watch. <laughs> that because I ain't got a game until Monday. <laughs> <laughs> ain't got a game until Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I highly recommend it. So yeah, all the comments. I don't want to swear, but you know what. Well, I mean. listen. I had people coming. I've had to defend you in the last couple of days. I had a couple of people. That's why I love you. Uh, 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 the Emirates yesterday. You got to get rid of that, that Jordan now, because like, mm. he's watching Netflix. You know? Me too. I went, like, oh, I'm actually going now. He's a nice guy, and then I go, no, nah, it's not on. You know what I mean? Lee, I got the same. People coming up to me, DMing me. You got to go, Jordan. It's not good enough. Shut it's an up. Arsenal podcast. Shut up, man. Get out of my face, man. Chatting rubbish in my face. <laughs> I'm I'm gobsmacked. That I, I have just, I just no, <laughs> no, I just. That was that was your that was the angle. We went on to the lifestyle lifestyle segment of the Forever Arsenal podcast. I'm just saying, isn't it? I've, we've, we've all got. You know what? All jokes aside, I could not do that though. I'm not, I'm not having a go at you, Jordan. Like, I'm just saying. But but I, Lee Lee, before live, I cannot. I have to watch it. So, so let me give the context. I planned to watch Arsenal when I was watching. I think episode two of Griselda. It was that good. I was into episode three. Before I knew it, it was like 60 minutes into the Arsenal game. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was yeah, caught I, up. Yeah. So I thought I'd watch it at 10 o'clock when the game's finished. And I'll, so I always watch Arsenal game live. It was definitely Anchil. It was definitely Anchil. <laughs> I'm not having it. We'll talk uh, offline. We'll talk yeah, offline. Yeah, we'll I talk think offline. I'm going to be a liar. I'm going to go with it was Anchil at that point. No comment, sir. No comment. No comment. But the, <laughs> the point no being, way. I watched the Arsenal game. <clears throat> uh, people, there we go. Quite a controversial comments of the day segment this week. Hopefully you've enjoyed. Leave your comments of the day. Um, I did have one more here. It said, get Jordan off the show right now. But I was going to say, that's for my mum, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's mum's commenting in. All right, people, hit the like button. Um, show some love to the video. Um, make sure you subscribe. Put the notification bell on. Um, is there a tactical insight coming out for this one, um, James? Oh, yeah. 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 There you go. Well, uh, who's, who's doing that? Because um, Graham's on holiday. So I'll first see him in Munich, can he? Just you. Solo. Oh, solo. Yeah. Why don't you join him, Lee? Why don't you step in? Never asked. Never asked. Are, you, are you around? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't tell him what it was. He didn't even tell him what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, that's it. Perfect way to end it. Sorry, James, but make sure you subscribe, people. <laughs> and love for the love. Hit what the like on the way out. <laughs>